Chapter 102 of The Wild Huntress. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. The Wild Huntress by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter 102 to horse and away our absence was of short duration a turn to the tents and back while there i had spoken a word to wingrove and shoreshot archilette was still absent i had warned my comrades not to picket our horses at too great a distance from the tents as we knew not how soon we might need them little thought i as i delivered this cautionary counsel that within the hour nay almost within that minute we should be hastening to mount and be gone our idea had been that some time about midnight perhaps later when the camp should be buried in sleep lillian already warned that we were in wait for her would steal forth and join us at the tents thence trusting to the speed of our horses we should find no difficulty in escaping even though pursuit might be given on the instant of our departure we were all well mounted as well at least as the mormons could be and with a guide who knew the passes we should have the advantage of them it did not occur to marian or myself that that very moment might have been more appropriate for flight than the hour of midnight or any other then in the midst of their noisy revelry when all eyes were turned upon the dance and souls absorbed in the giddy whirl of pleasure when slight sounds were unnoticed amidst the swelling music and the clangor of voices when even the hoof-stroke of a galloping horse would have fallen unheard or unheeded then indeed would have been the very time for our designed abduction the idea did not occur to either of us i cannot tell why it did not unless it was that we were hindered from thinking of final measures by our uncertainty as to the disposition of lillian her consent was now the most important condition to our success as her refusal would be its grandest obstacle surely she would not refuse we could not for a moment harbor the apprehension by this time she must have read the letter we could now safely speak face to face with her that is if opportunity should be found for an interview to seek that opportunity therefore were we returning a second time to the rear of the wagons the candle was yet burning under the tilt its flame feebly illuminated the canvas we drew near with stealthy tread taking notice 
that we were not observed we stood once more by the end of the huge vehicle we were raising our eyes to look through the curtain when at that instant the light went out someone had suddenly extinguished it one might have regarded this as an ill omen but the moment after we could hear a slight rustling sound as of someone moving under the cover of the wagon and passing along towards its hinder end we stood silent listening to the sound it ceased at length but immediately after the edge of the curtain was raised slowly and without noise a face appeared in the opening there was scarcely any light but even through the grim darkness that lovely face gleamed soft and white marian stood nearest and easily recognized it in a tender tone she pronounced the magic word sister oh marian's sister is it you yes dearest lynn but hush speak low are you yet alive dear marian or am i dreaming no dream sister but a reality oh mercy tell me sister all all but not now there is no time but he dear sister who is he that is with you i stepped near enough to reply in a whisper one lillian who thinks of thee oh sir edward edward it is you hush whispered marian again interposing with a quick gesture of caution speak only in whispers lillian continued she in a firm tone you must fly with us from our father do you mean that marian from our father i even from him oh dear sister what what will he say what will he do if i forsake him oh poor father there was anguish in the tones of her voice that told of filial affection still strong and true however much it may have been trampled upon say and do interrupted marian he will rejoice should rejoice when he knows the danger from which you have escaped oh sister dear sister believe me believe your own marian a fearful fate is before you flight with us can alone save you even father will soon be powerless to protect you as he was to protect me do not hesitate then but say you will go with us once beyond the reach of those villains who surround you all will be well and our father marian no harm will come to him it is not his ruin they seek but yours sister yours a choking sigh was all the reply i could hear it appeared to be a signal that the spell was broken as if the heart had escaped from some thraldom in which it had been long held 
had the words of marian produced conviction or had they but confirmed some apprehension previously conceived was it the snapping of the filial thread i had heard in that anguished expression both the sigh and the silence that followed seemed to signify assent to make more sure i was about to add the influence of my intervention with all the fervency of a lover's appeal wild words were upon my lips when at that moment some strange interjections reached my ears uttered within the enclosure i stepped suddenly to one side and looked over the wheels of the wagon there i beheld a spectacle that caused the blood to rush through my veins in quick quivering current marian saw it at the same time holt had been seated near the fire when seen but the moment before but as we now looked through we saw that he had risen to his feet and was standing in an attitude that betrayed some singular excitement it was from him the interjections had proceeded the cause was easily explained the dog wolf was leaping up against his legs uttering low growls of recognition and making other demonstrations of joy the animal had identified its old master despite the stained snout and close-trimmed tonsure despite both paint and shears the dog had been also identified between him and his master the recognition was mutual i saw this at a glance and the speeches of the squatter only confirmed what was already evident to the eye dern it if tain't my old dog he cried after several shorter expressions my old dog wolf hullo stebbins continued he facing sharply round to the saint what's the meaning of this didn't you tell me he were dead stebbins had turned pale as a sheet and i could see his thin lips quivering with excitement it was less fear than some other passion that was playing upon his features and too easily could i conjecture the current of thought that was running through his brain the presence of that animal must have called up a train of reflections far wilder and stranger than those that were passing through the mind of the squatter and i could perceive that he was making an effort to conceal his emotions tis a very odd circumstance said he speaking in a tone of assumed surprise very odd indeed it is your dog certainly though the animal has been disfigured i thought he was dead the men of our spring caravan told me so they said the wolves had killed him wolves darn it i mout a knowed that couldn't a killed him not all the wolves of the prairies why there ain't a scratch or claw on him where did he come from anyhow who brought him here 
i could see that stebbins was desirous of parrying the question he gave an evasive answer who knows he has likely been in the hands of some indians the paint shows that and preferring the company of whites he has followed us and strayed into the camp did he come with them air engines that's outside quickly inquired holt no i fancy not with them answered the mormon in whose glance i could detect the falsehood let's go and see proposed the squatter making a step toward the entrance of the corral no not to-night holt hastily interposed the other and with an eagerness that showed the interest he felt in procrastinating the inquiry we must not disturb them to-night in the morning we can see them and learn all about it dern about disturbing them why not to-night instead in the morning well if you wish to know to-night i'll go myself and speak to the guide no doubt if the dog came with them he can tell us all about it you stay here until i return well, don't be long then ho wolf old feller injuns have had ye hey eh? dern it old boy i'm as glad to see you yet as if an unexpected reflection was called forth by the form of speech not that to which he was about to give words but one of bitterness not only hindered him from saying what he had intended but caused him instantly to abandon his caresses of the dog staggering back to his seat he dropped heavily down upon it at the same time burying his face in his hands the expression upon the mormon's features as he parted from the fire was one of demoniac significance clearly he comprehended all i saw him gliding off through the corral with silent stealthy tread like some restless spirit of darkness here and there he paused and for a moment held one in conversation then quickly passed on to another there was no mistaking the object of these maneuvers as clearly as if declared i divined their intent he was summoning the destroyers not a moment was to be lost i rushed back to the rear of the wagon and with open arms gave utterance to my anguished appeal but it needed not that marian had been before me both she and her sister had witnessed the scene from within the corral both already saw the coming storm and ere my lips could close after delivering the impassioned speech lillian holt lay upon my bosom it was the first time that fair cheek had pressed upon my shoulder the first time those soft arms had entwined around my neck not for an instant dared i indulge in the sweet embrace if we lingered it might be the last to the tents to the tents i knew that the horses would be waiting a signal already given should have warned my comrades 
and I had no conjecture, no fear about their being in readiness. As I expected, we found them all, both men and horses, the steeds saddled, bridled, and ready. The Mexican was there, with the rest. At the apparition of the dog had given him his cue, and he had hurriedly returned to the tents. We thought not of these, nor of the other paraphernalia, neither our mules nor their packs. Our lives and liberty alone concerned us. My Arab neighed joyfully as I sprang into the saddle. He was proud to carry that fairer form upon the croup, and as he bounded forward over the plain, his triumphant snort told that he understood the glorious service he was called upon to perform. As we parted from the tents, we could see a number of dark forms rushing out from the avenue, and the red glare of their shadows were projected far over the plain, even in advance of our horses. They were the shadows of men afoot, and we soon galloped beyond them. The music had suddenly ceased, and the murmuring hum of the dancers had given place to shouts and loud cries that betokened a stampede in the camp. We could distinguish the voices of men calling to the horse guards, and soon after the quick trampling of hoofs as the animals were hurried up to the enclosure but we had very little uneasiness about the pursuit. We were too well mounted to fear being overtaken, and as we galloped off into the night, with confidence could we echo the cry of the bold borderer. They'll have fleet steeds that follow. End of chapter 102